Okay. So today we are reading from the Monster Stories book. We are in the Scales and Tales section. And this is the one, two, three, fourth story in the book. And it is called Raiko Slays the Demon. Wow, that sounds kind of scary. It's by William Elliot Griffiths. And he, uh, it's read today by Mommy. And. Meow? Meow. Oh, uh, you're a cat. Captain Meow Meow, the police officer cat. Captain Meow Meow, the police officer cat. I love your imagination. Okay, here we go. And boys and girls, if and moms and dads, <clears throat> if you guys can get your hand on this book, whoo, the artwork, wowza, wowza. This guy looks pretty creepy. All right, let's read it. <clears throat> In the hill country of Japan grew up a brave young warrior and clever archer. On account of his skill in the use of the bow, he was called to guard the emperor's palace. At that time, the emperor could not sleep at night because his rest was disturbed by a frightful beast which scared away even the soldiers in armor who stood on guard. This dreadful beast had the wings of a bird, the body and claws of a tiger, the head of a monkey, a serpent's tail, and the crackling scales of a dragon. Every night it landed upon the roof of the palace and howled and scratched so deadly, dreadfully, <clears throat> that the poor emperor grew weak and thin. None of the guards dared to face it in hand-to-hand combat, and none had enough skill to hit it with an arrow in the dark, though several of them had tried. The young archer decided to fight the beast, come what might. So... He strung his bow carefully, sharpened his steel-headed arrows, stored his quiver, and stood guard alone, except for his favorite servant. It chanced to be a stormy night. The lightning was very bright, and the thunder demon was beating all his drums. The wind swirled around frightfully, as though the wind imp were emptying all his bags. Ooh, now that's a very interesting way of putting it. I think what's happening here, because those are some things we may not understand. The thunder demon was beating all his drums. I think what that means is that in ancient times, they believed that the sound of thunder was a big demon up there whacking around. And what's what's interesting here is that a lot of people in a lot of different parts of the world believe different things about the sound of thunder. And that's why I like this book is there's a lot of different things represented here. 
And he says here that the wind swirled around frightfully as though the wind imp were emptying all his bags. I can tell you a little bit about that. In ancient Japan, they thought an imp carried the wind in bags. And when he let them out, that's why the wind blew. So if he was letting all of the air out of his bags all at the same time, that would be a very windy night, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay. Towards midnight, the hawk eye of the archer saw, during a flash of lightning, the awful beast sitting at the tip of the ridgepole on the northeast end of the roof. See, um, their roofs have ridges on them. And so he's sitting right there on the edge of the roof. Okay. He told a servant to have a torch of straw and twigs ready to light at a moment's notice. Then he fitted the notch of his best arrow into the silk cord of his bow. Do you see what he's doing there? He's got his arrow all lined up. He's got it hooked into the bow and he's ready to shoot it. Okay. Keeping his eyes strained, he soon saw the glare of one eye. Now two eyes. The beast, with its swaying head, crept along the great roof to the place on the eaves directly over the emperor's sleeping room. And there it stopped. This was the archer's opportunity. Aiming about a foot to the right of where he saw the eye glare, he drew his yard-length arrow shaft clear back to his shoulder and let it fly. Do you think he hit him? Let's see. Let's see, okay. A dull thud. A frightful howl and a heavy bump on the ground. And the writhing of some creature among the pebbles told in a few seconds' time that the arrow had struck flesh. Which means, yep, he hit him. Okay, the next instant, the servant rushed out with a blazing torch and joined in the battle with his knife. A short but fierce three-cornered fight ensued, but the warrior's sharp sword soon finished the monster by cutting his throat. Yikes! But I guess if you're fighting a monster... And then they skinned it. And the next morning, the hide was shown to his majesty. Boy, that is... That is intense. Okay. All congratulated the brave archer on his valor and marksmanship. Many young men, sons of nobles and warriors, begged to become his pupils in archery. The emperor ordered a famous, ordered a noble to present him with a famous sword named the King of Wild Boars. And a lovely maid of honor begged to be his wife. He was promoted to captain of the guard and given a high sounding title. Yeah, but he was also called Raiko, and by this name he is best known to all the boys and girls in Great Japan, who tell many tales of his skill 
and bravery. And that, well, in the picture, we can see the monster and we can see Raiko and we can see his servant. Because remember, the servant was supposed to have the torch so that they could see in the dark and get this monster so that he would stop disturbing the emperor and freaking him out. Is that supposed to be the archer? That is the archer. But remember, once he put down his once he hit him once he hit the monster with this with the bow and arrow with the arrow he put the bow down grabbed his sword ran down and started attacking him on the ground instead of shooting him in the air seems to me like this guy Raiko must have been a very strong fighter to be able to shoot a bow and an arrow shoot an arrow with his bow that well and then also to be able to use a sword at this like he's got lots of skills as a warrior I don't know I don't know any warriors in real life who would have to do this some of the things that he did but then me you well you do have a bow and arrow and you do have a sword but yours came from Disneyland and they're not quite sharp and deadly like these ones are but who knows who knows what you will grow up to be. Although I do want to go on record for saying creatures like this, I don't believe they really exist in real life. I think they're wonderful to have in stories, but I do not believe that they are real in, in real life. Just so we know. Is but, that a girl? No, in the picture, it's kind of hard to tell. It could be. It could be that his servant with the sword was a girl, but I think... I think he's, I think they said that his servant was a he. Yeah, yeah, nope, it's a he. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the end of the story. Can you say the end? The end. The end.